This episode of Exploration Radio has been made possible by the support of the Minerals Council of Australia. Find out why there's more to Australian mining and join the Friends of Australian Mining supporter network by visiting minerals.org.au. That's minerals.org.au. Welcome to Exploration Radio. I'm your host, Amad. At the end of all of our interviews over the past couple of seasons, Steve and I have always asked our guests two questions. What is something they think that needs to live or be maintained in our industry at all costs? And what is something that needs to die or be jettisoned out of our industry? We thought it would be interesting to put together some of the responses we've had to those questions over the years. So on this episode of Ideas That Must Live and Die in Mining, we are joined by, in order, Mark Bennett, Attila Pentec, Richard Scott, Holly Bridgewater, Mark Bennett again, Marcus Lake, Michelle Carey, Holly Bridgewater again, Justin Starsky, and Samantha Copeland. Let's find out what they had to say. Simple, good old-fashioned boots on the ground. And I know a lot of rocks don't stick out the ground. Mark Bennett. I think it's it's a dying skill. There's more and more focus on, on remote methods. By remote, I mean keyboards. And less and less on actually going there, looking, and being able to say what rock it actually is and how it's been altered and, and so on. I mean, a lot of people don't like me saying that because it's not what they do. But crude but effective, I think, is, is my preference. Yeah, you mentioned that people oppose this idea, but I think your comment, the way I would read it, is that you're talking about the tacit information that you can pick up by being boots on ground. You should ensure that that's still the valuable part of doing geology. Attila Pentec. Yeah, I think a lot of people already said it in the show, but we need to keep doing geology. And however much talk there is about the AI and, and all the fancy technology out there, it's just very useful. And then a lot of that stuff is very innovative and it's going to help us a lot. But we can't lose focus from being out there and, and seeing the rocks ourselves. Because I see that tendency with a lot of the young geos now and that logging core is perceived as a role that, uh, you know, like, yeah, we have to log core because it's part of the job and it has to be done. But you're not going to be successful in 3D modeling and resource estimating in, in that if you haven't put in the time and actually see a lot of rocks. The people that are doing the science, they actually got time to sit there and think about a mineral system. Richard Scott. Can they think up something new about this? Can they work out what's going on? They need that sort of time. So that definitely needs to stay so you can't spend too much of their time on management or data wrangling or HR forms or whatever. A problem in computer programming or whatever, context switching. So if you have to like suddenly go and do another, another thing and another thing and another thing, it takes you out of that deep headspace that you might have had an insight into a particular mineral formation or the same if you're like five levels deep in a computer algorithm, it can take you half an hour to get back into it if you get interrupted. So I think, you know, like that science time is a critical thing. You know, a lot of people in mining have worked in mining their whole career. They have incredible domain knowledge of what they're working in, and that really allows them to do an amazing job. Holly Bridgewater. In geology, we are typically good scientists. Uh, we've come from a scientific background. We apply scientific theory, and I definitely wouldn't want to see that being lost. But I think a key thing is we're able to bring that to new skills and new technologies and things that are outside of, of our domain. So the key for mining is being able to match well the domain expertise that we have and that we've developed with people who have skills that we need outside of our domain um okay 
this this is a question without notice, so I'm gonna you know. Uh, Feel free to wing it. I'm gonna wing it, all right. Mike Bennett. Mineral systems. How about that? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I, that that's a fairly sort of all-encompassing comment. It's one of these things that it's an idea that comes together that's very good but then gets jumped on by lots of people and it ends up losing its meaning and gets abused. <laughs> In the sense that, yeah, it's valid, it's good, it's great, but how do you get from that to actually finding something? That's, that's the tricky bit. Marcus Lake. So my one in my notes is uh, I do it the old way. That'd be my line. Michelle Carey. What about you, Michelle? That a geologist has to be standing next to a jewel rig to add value. Holly Bridgewater again. So I suppose almost kind of, I hope I'm not contradicting myself here, but I think some of those ideas that the expert is always the best, I think we definitely need to move away from that idea that we always always have the right expertise uh, mm-hmm. for the problem that we're trying to, to solve. Look, I think there's a lot of knowerism in our industry because a lot of what we do involves specialist knowledge. Justin Starsky. It takes real training and investment in understanding deeply something to add value in particular parts of the mining value chain. That sometimes that specialty in-depth knowledge can create the sense that we have value because of that investment and we know something. Often that's true and that and that's valuable, but to the extent that it prevents us from experimenting or from considering the counterfactual, from considering other things, from considering the value of a different perspective, a diversity of opinions, that is inhibiting to people. And it is prevalent in our industry from boards on down. I think we'd all do well to try to get rid of that knowerism. And the irony is not lost on me that I'm sitting here on your podcast talking about a whole bunch of stuff as if I know something about it. So um, I, I will be the first to say that I'm guilty of this and that I'm grateful to my colleagues for repeatedly teaching me lessons about the limits of my own ability. And that's resulted in, in me being a better person, right? So I think if we could get rid of so much rampant knowerism in industry, it would be a good thing for all of us. I think that's a really good point. What you're kind of articulating is kind of the curse of being an expert. The more you do things a certain way, the more expert you become in them. But yeah, in some ways, you become resistant to then change phase. Yeah, that specialty knowledge makes you fragile, right? Like It's really, really effective exactly. until things change and it isn't. And then it isn't in a big way. I think if we're able to take in change as a regular thing and expose ourselves to other viewpoints more regularly, we can be a little less fragile. We can constantly assess whether our specialty knowledge still applies to a particular situation or not. What is an idea, a concept that you think needs to die in science? The esoteric genius making a discovery. Samantha Copeland. Even if the original observation was a eureka moment and did impact a single person at that time, it still takes a, a community to make a scientific discovery. That ideal of being, you know, so smart that you're going to make the discovery all on your own, I think is, is, a, is a bad ideal to pass on to young scientists. I think they'll all do better. Other ideals are promoted instead. I think that's a great one. And conversely, what's an idea that you think we should maintain in science at all costs? <sighs> that uncertainty is okay. Um, and that that's an inherent 
fact about the world. That's not just in science, but an idea we have about science as well. That would be a second thing I want to abolish about science is the idea that you know we can have certain projections that we're gonna one day have enough data to explain everything about the world. Um, it's always going to be perspectival, and so I think uh, I think what needs to be cultivated is that individual perspectives have something important to contribute. Your individual perspective is not a reflection of your lack of knowledge, but is rather your essential contribution to the pool of knowledge that's out there. I think that's a, that's a pretty good spot to end on. This episode of the Exploration Radio podcast was made possible through sponsorship by the AIG, the Australian Institute of Geoscientists. To learn more about the AIG, the programs it supports, or to become a member, please go to aig.org.au. This episode of Exploration Radio was brought to you by Ahmad Salim and Steve Bersford, with help from Sean Jeffrey and many others over the years. Ultimately, this episode was made possible by all the wonderful guests that have taken time out of their busy schedules to sit down and explore with us. If you'd like to know more about Exploration Radio or listen to the full episodes with many of these guests, then you can find us on our website at explorationradio.com or you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Until next time, let's explore.